0: How are we doing guys? Welcome to Fitter Food Radio. This is episode 149 and it's me, Matt Whitmore, with the delicious Karis Marsden. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing to say to that. No, well.
1: I've never been called delicious before. I
0: bet you haven't. No. Well, I've called you delicious before.
1: you know that's a weird compliment though isn't it it's not
0: you know and i'm like is your name delicious
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's what sold it
0: (laughs) that 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 was how you won me over that's it you know when people ask (laughs) the the rest is history
1: that would just be if you if that had been your first line to me i'd be like straight out the door
0: really when it worked not at all even with my you know you know
1: to be fair, I probably wouldn't be looking at what words were coming out of your mouth the first time I met you anyway. I'd <laughs> just be like...
0: What would you even look at that?
1: <laughs> Let's start again. <laughs> Let's
0: start again. <laughs>
1: huh? No, I didn't mean it. Oh. <laughs> That's hilarious. You thought oh, I meant right. to start the podcast
0: again. <laughs> I wouldn't meant start the podcast again. No. I was like, I put my coffee down, ready to ready to reset it. Oh, start
1: you, again. You, you
0: meant start start the conversation again. Yeah. You wouldn't have liked that as an opening line. No. To be fair, I never would have used it as an opening line.
1: No, cheesy, cheesy chat line. It it's a bit
0: cheesy, isn't it? Yeah. Anywho, we're here. What I
1: meant to say was, I was so distracted by your good looks,
0: oh, I, I see. wasn't really
1: listening to what you were saying. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah. You know how to make a man feel good about himself. <laughs> um, but I'm, I feel really good this morning, fresh off the back of one of our live workouts. Yeah. With our Fit of Three Six Five members, it was tough but good. All at the same time.
1: It sounded tough. I was in the room just doing my own little thing. It's quite funny. (laughs) I
0: like the feedback. Oh, that was brutal. Thank you so much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: But weirdly, like I say, it was very, very challenging. But at the same time, that's what we like, isn't it? We like to test ourselves and push our bodies a little bit. And that's all well and good. And this kind of leads us into what What we're going to be talking talking about about today. Because I think there's a fine line between... Pushing yourself, stepping stepping out of your comfort zone, and then maybe just going a little bit too far and doing a little bit too often, and not quite allowing enough recovery to ensure that you're ready to go again the next time. And worse still, you know, you're not going to do yourself a mischief and and, and cause injury, which nobody wants. No, Injuries suck. What
1: we wanted to talk about on this podcast was because most people are still training at home with the gyms being closed. Yeah. It's how to structure that and how to adapt it because we've now got this situation where lots of people are training with nobody kind of looking at them. So if you were Mm. doing group exercise, an instructor can tell you that maybe you're doing something a little bit wrong, um, You your technique needs adjusting slightly. Same thing if you're doing yoga. Teachers generally are keeping an eye on you And, and now we've got this different situation where it's via Zoom or Facebook Live and it's just not the same in terms of you're not just you're not getting that guidance, that coaching.
0: But equally, a lot of people when they go to the gym and that aren't, I do train on their own. I'm working under the guidance of anybody. No, no. They're kind of just doing their own. They're doing their own thing.
1: But we, what we wanted to kind of emphasise was how do you take part in that that kind of online training element and not end up like matt said screwing yourself over with injury but also remember those workouts are designed for lots of you know like a big group of people so it's not personalized to you but that's not to say that you couldn't personalize it yeah exactly that's what we've been trying to coach our members through so yes matt and i might design a workout that's kind of like push-ups into goblet squats into whatever it might be if you can't do push-ups because you've got a shoulder injury could you hold plank because high plank or something like that Because mm. and work on shoulder stabilization. So could you actually do a little bit of research around maybe your, your weaker areas, your injuries? If you've in the past been to see a physio, osteo or a functional movement practitioner who's told you what you probably need to do to help with your posture or your back pain, could you actually put those into the workout instead of doing the burpee, which is yeah. going to make you worse. Yeah. And I think this is where we've all got to think about, like you said, the, the type of training you're doing, the frequency that you're doing it, the recovery that you've put in between the sessions and just listen to that feedback from your body. And if you're constantly getting injured, you know, mm. over and over again, and also like, you know, just not progressing with that training either. Yeah. So you're, you're tired all the time and you're not being able to add weight or add reps. You're not really getting anywhere with it. Is it time to step back? And I think something we've always encouraged is don't just tick off sessions. Like it, there's just no fun in that. And I know we, I think we mentioned on the last podcast. My mum kind of says, "No, I do exercise for the because I have to," and yeah, I just she's... turn up and I do it. But I've also seen my mum start to increase the dumbbells and the weights, and she gets really excited about it. Yeah. yeah. So Who when she actually now, right? does see the progress, she does get into it. So I think it's really important that you just constantly reflect on that, don't you? Yeah. And see, well, what am I doing? What's the point in doing this session today? Have, am I am I getting stronger? Am I getting fitter? Am I seeing changes in my body composition that I want? Or am I simply just punishing myself because... And I think there's an element to which exercise has become just a way... Because we're static and more sedentary, sorry, now we're at home. We haven't got commutes. Many people haven't got commutes yet. You are kind of feeling a little bit like claustrophobic, a bit trapped. So it is that chance to get out. And I think lockdown started this really positive thing of everyone going out for that one hour, walking, running, cycling. But now with the kind of restrictions lifted lots of people are kind of doing it a couple of times a day or maybe you know realize that they could cycle every day or run every day and have tried to continue with that.
0: Well I think like exercise prior to lockdown and we've spoken about this before is very much um, for a lot of people it's a it's a form of release isn't it? Yeah. You know we it is for us as well a lot yeah, of the yeah. times like it's our like little escape you know going off to the gym, Keris going for a run, it's a bit of quality you time as well as you know pushing yourself and doing your thing whereas I think during lockdown it's become an even bigger release yeah because now all of a sudden it's you know
1: it's an escape
0: it is it's a a physical escape a mental escape exactly and and I think as a result people are I mean I for one am probably training more consistently during lockdown than I was prior to lockdown yeah because because of the live workouts, essentially, yeah, yeah. because I'm I'm committed to that schedule with our with our followers, with our members, and and it's amazing. It's been fantastic for us. Whereas prior to that, because there wasn't that commitment, if you will, to other people, it was just about me. I had much more flexibility with my routine. So sometimes I'd maybe skip a day, or yeah. you know, when I was kind of big into the cro- my CrossFit before the before the lockdown. I was so inconsistent. Like one week I'd be doing like five sessions, another week two. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, there yeah. was no kind of real pattern because I, I was essentially kind of taking what I could get. Yeah. So if my work schedule wasn't quite as mental, I'd I'd train more. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, if if it was a bit bonkers, I'd train less. Yeah. Whereas now I'm just having to adapt. It's that key word that we keep talking about. But even us on lockdown... We had to have a word with ourselves because, again, we've mentioned this before, but we were overtraining.
1: Well, I, I think because again, we're at home all the time, and just for those reasons that you mentioned, I start to feel a need to do something every day because once we got in that groove of like yeah. doing the workouts, getting the, the positive feeling from it, the endorphins, and seeing our fitness change, and and also it became our form of interaction with people as well so it was our connection to the the wide world and we said god yeah. it's that first hour of our day is like the biggest high and it's almost harder after that to, to motivate ourselves to do like normal yeah, work yeah. and things like that to come down from it and then like you said that kind of element of it became addictive but then I think I've also felt with us not going anywhere doing anything just a need to go and exercise and what I very quickly did after it was after a couple of weeks I said to you I, I just know this is not working for me I can mm. feel kind of old injuries like just kind of starting to flare just and, and things yeah, yeah. like a, a repet- repetition is kind of my my nemesis when it comes to exercise in terms of repet- too much repetitive movement i'll get tendinitis and stuff and so i then started to factor in i said to you i'm going to dive out of some of the workouts and need to do my own rehab again i need to get back to doing things that are more about stabilizing my, yeah. my joints because I'm, I'm prone to kind of a bit more hypermobility and i also I need to go back to my walks and yoga as because as, I still even now need to get out and do stuff. Yeah, for sure. But what I've done is structure it so that it is walks and yoga quite a lot of the time or mobility or MOGA as we now call it. And that took some discipline initially. But do you know what? Just feeling the alleviation of the, the pain and the aches that were kind of creeping mm. in. I'm like, no, no, this is much better because bear in mind, normally you would do something like I would jump on a train and go into London Walk to college, lecture, and I walk around when I'm lecturing. Yeah, Whereas yeah. now I'm lecturing on Zoom, and I'm just stood looking stood, at still. a blank screen, and suddenly you realise like, why is my back aching, and then you just look at yourself, and suddenly you realise you realize you're kind of, you know, your hips kind of cocked to one side, yeah, and yeah, you know. Yeah. And so I think because of the I'm doing it now, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to stand up. Quick. So and, and working from home, I've I've just found that it's been quite, tough on things like my posture. So i thought it's crazy this is the other thing that we've seen is people are adding that impact element in quite a bit because mm. a lot of home training a lot of home workouts is a lot of jumping and yeah. whilst me and you do some of that stuff we're super careful and we're kind of confident in our technique but if you're doing it at home and just know it's usually the next day that your body feeds it back isn't it yeah. like
0: and, and this is the trouble with it it's, and we've always said this it. <laughs> yeah because yeah, yeah. adrenaline endorphins you know disguises a lot of things and you're like oh everything's great just go hell for leather and then it's normally as all that wears off as the day goes on or the next day like keris says and you're like oh hang about
1: well the worst thing is overnight so we kind of saw lots of people feeding back or joining that group saying i've got injured doing this workout that workout and we've tried to do quite a lot of low impact workouts online to show people that just do lower impact and slow it down and hold positions for longer. And, and this is what I'm saying. It, it makes sense to actually adapt the workout. And when you can see, if you want to take part with that group, because that's your tribe, maybe you've kind of, you've, you've gelled with that group. You like the interaction because there's more, you know, exercise is more than just the exercise at the moment towards, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. It might be your boot camp or whatever that are training together. Then just make that adaptation. But lots of people kind of fed back that it was overnight that their inflammation would kick in and it's kind of like back backache keeps them up or, mm-hmm elbow or the worst is shoulders when you're trying to sleep and you've got a shoulder injury and then you roll onto it in the night and you're like ah!
0: okay. i don't forget when i had my shoulder operation all those years ago and i mean i must have been dreaming about something and for some reason i woke up in the middle of the night and i was waving my arm in bed yeah. and then the, and in the dream i was like oh my shoulder and then I woke up and I was like, "What am I doing? I've just had a shoulder up, and I'm like waving my arm around in bed." <laughs> Do you know, I remember you you woke up and I was just going, "Ah!"
1: No, I don't remember. It's all <laughs> you
0: were too fast to sleep, but yeah, good. I was like, "That's the problem, isn't it?" Yeah, I have to yeah. like, take my arm to my side. I know. Stop me doing it anyway. It's not about me; it's about you. Carry on.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> no you've got a valid point, and I think so. A little bit of advice, really, if you are kind of noticing these types of injuries, is to. Is to first of all stop kind of repeating what you're doing, and then stop expecting. <laughs> well, stop, stop doing the same thing and expecting a really okay. different outcome. And lots of people often get in touch with us and say, "What what can I do, like nutritionally, to take down the inflammation?" And essentially, you just need a really good, you know, a good quality whole foods diet and meet your macro needs, meet your micro needs. Like, the, I don't think there's any magic. You know, there's no magic food no. that's going to mitigate you trying to rep out 200 burpees and then feeling that in your back the next day. Like, there just isn't. And the danger here is also that people then rely on anti-inflammatories. And I would say, I still think, I have this theory that I've said to you, I still think I was given diclofenic, like, really strong pain medication for runners' knees years ago, and I just took it because that's what my doctor said to do. Yeah. And had MRIs, and, like, it's just soft tissue damage, these will take it down. And I had loads of health symptoms off the back of that, and I swear it's back to that, that medication. And, and we do know that non steroidal anti inflammatories like ibuprofen and things like that, they're really damaging to your gut and paracetamol. So don't be popping that kind of stuff. And I've got friends that do like ultra marathons and stuff and they say run with ibuprofen. And yeah, maybe if it's like one race, mm. but do not be doing this for weeks and weeks and weeks and, and, and taking that medication to go and train. It's That's crazy. Do you
0: know? I actually know so many people who are so committed or so adamant that they have to run or they have to do a particular type of training despite the fact it causes them pain due to potentially years of overuse or you know that kind of like repetitive strain whatever it might be but it's like they spend the 23 hours that they're not doing that exercise as essentially a way of managing pain so they can do that again it's
1: crazy and you're
0: like this, when when you hear people talking about it, you're like, this is insane. Yeah, yeah. I totally get why you want to train, and I t- I totally get why some people are like adamant that you have to run. Running's not my bag, but I know for some people like yourself, you know, it's it's a big deal to them. I totally get it. But I think when you're almost like focusing on focusing your entire energy on managing the pain that's come as a result of that thing that you did, it's just so you can do it again the next day or the day after whatever it may be i'm like something needs to change quickly yeah yeah. because at the moment you may be getting away with it to a degree but soon enough it's going to be exc- excruciating pain surgery required and all of a sudden it's a whole different ball game and i just think don't go there don't get to that point
1: no no also i we've we've kind of said to people that that kind of 23 hours in between your workouts, especially if you're carrying injuries and, you know, kind of inflammation and those types of things, you ideally want to be spacing your workouts a little bit more anyway. I think Mm. most people don't realise that, you know, just two sessions, three sessions a week, you can get some amazing results with that. So if you're already in a state of, you know, like I said, either carrying injuries or your health's not great anyway, try and think about doing more of the restorative stuff. And then you can really commit to those three workouts mm. and, and give it 100%. But there's plenty of time in between to work on kind of anti inflammatory lifestyle habits as well. Yeah. This is where you're sleep, you're breathing. I, I don't think most people realize how much things like mobility and yoga, and that's how we combine them together and just called it MOGA, mm. is such a fundamental part of the health of your joints and your muscles, your soft tissue. because this is where we do release the tension because when you've got tension in the body it's really hard to deliver everything from kind of hydration and, and we talked about this thing before but you know micronutrients that kind of stuff and it's it's when we're kind of doing the 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 flexibility the mobility stuff that actually that's when you really nourish those tissues and yeah. you're able to then take down the inflammation you're able to then restore function to that joint it's able to move freely the fluids are all healthy it's not kind of you know the soft tissue isn't you know all the tissues any tissue can become inflamed and it's not kind of spreading and what we've tried to get people to see and and we've we've changed our structure our timetable is try to see like your Tuesday mobility day as Mm. a workout it's as important as the run and without that you're not going to be doing the running yeah and you're certainly not going to be doing it for a long period of time or into your 80s and 90s and that's why you know we've mentioned that Many of these kind of movement modalities have existed in different traditional cultures. It could be dance, it could be Tai Chi, Qigong, all those types of things. Because if we don't do that kind of stuff, but also give it the importance. So you, when you're structuring your session, it should be, okay, there's strength and resistance training Monday. Tuesday is going to be... Um, I'm going to call it MOGA because that's why it's called it, mobility yoga and breath work. So you're doing nice kind of deep breathing. That's also a big part of losing tension in the body and also just supporting your nervous system to come out of fight or flight, which it probably is in most of the time if you're working at home with kids and homeschooling. So, again, really important for just just general health, well-being, immune system, bringing down inflammation being outside, being barefoot. And that's why we've kind of said across the week, okay, these will be our, our stronger sessions. And yeah. then in between, and what we, we we definitely do is take movement breaks and do our rehab exercises. So it might be, we've got a pull-up bar, which we've been putting on Facebook and Instagram. And we do hangs, we do shoulder retractions, things that just help our posture because then we kind of go back to a desk and we're rounding yeah. forward. So, and some days all I will do is walk in and then just some hanging, And that's just... You know, and I feel amazing for that. And I think yeah, same. until I gave, I had to kind of come up, come down from the, oh, yeah, I'm loving it. when lockdown first happened. I think we needed that escape a little bit. And me and you just loved having this role to help people. So we did <laughs> loads and loads of intense workouts. But as I said, then we were like, ah, no,
0: our bodies don't like Our, our bodies soon let us know. Yeah, didn't it? And, you know, we, we've been doing this long enough now to be a little bit more open minded to what our bodies are saying to us yeah. and being like, right, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I've taken this a little bit too far. We nipped it in the bud quite quickly, whereas, of course, a lot of people didn't. Because I think at first we were trying, I suppose we were trying to cater for everybody, weren't we, with yeah. a view that we thought, oh, well, not everyone's going to train with us every day. So those who couldn't have done yesterday, they can do today and so on. But we soon realized that people, a lot of people were training with us every day. Yeah, yeah. And and we were like, oh, hang on a minute, like, we need to structure the weekly schedule a bit better. A, to work better for our followers so that it's more progressive. You know, they're not going to hurt themselves. They're not going to get injured, but also for our own sake as well. Yeah, because we, we
1: actually step, stopped one day and went, wait a minute, we don't train like this. But we were almost kind of, we know that people like the sweat. And so our first kind of thought was, and this is where we talk about social media, looking around you. And we know there's plenty of people out there providing you know, high intensity, sweaty workouts, five days a week. And we know lots of people can do that. So we would do it twice a day. And, you know, if it's working for them, you know, that's amazing. But for the majority of people that we know and work with and and ourselves, it doesn't work for us. Mm. We've got quite high stress lifestyles generally running a business. We've also got a history
0: of... But the reality is it doesn't work for most people. No,
1: no. But what I was going to say was, you know, people have to come to that that realisation themselves. But what I was going to say is we also have, and it's really important that you listen, if you've got this most people do we have a history of like sports injuries uh, as well and training injuries and and just I don't what. I can't call my ankle rolling a sports injury I stepped off a style walking but biggest crack in my ankle ever and ever since then um, and I've kind of gone back to doing a little bit of studying of biomechanics just because I'm helping a lot of the members you know kind of look at their posture and adjust it we've done some workshops on this as well but ever since I did that on my left side I've had loads of injuries run down my right side because your right shoulder is connected to, to your left leg, essentially. So I know for a fact that I was I walked really differently. I have a really weird hip shift now from that time. It was quite a bad sprain. And I noticed doing the workouts, right shoulder started to just didn't like me very much. I didn't injure it, so I'm gonna to touch wood now. I didn't, didn't go like it hasn't in the past. I've injured it twice now, really badly, possibly because of that ankle sprain. But also because of doing high rep training, Mm. so straight away I was like, right, I need to get back on shoulder retractions, um, you know, not not doing the fast stuff, not doing high rep workouts. And I think if you're in that similar position where you just know your back has a tendency to go, or you're really prone to runner's knee, or you know you have an ankle injury from years ago as a runner and it's tweaking, you have to stop. And kind of I'm, I'm very good at going, oh, my God, it was horrible when that happened. As in, you have injured your shoulder, you just know or you're written off from running because you do your ankle in and you can't do anything. It's it's horrible. And I reminded myself of that very quickly. I was like, you don't yeah. want to go there. Like that was a difficult time, you know. So if when you get the feedback, I think it's really important that you stop and then we've been asking our members to kind of just get involved in a little bit more technique based workshops so that yeah. they know they're swinging a about safely so that they know they're doing squatting properly so they know how to improve their flexibility and reduce their risk of injury and i think if you're out there training by yourself think about doing something like that don't don't just keep going and going and going and yeah
0: but it's also I mean, why please
1: don't pop the painkillers and just keep going either no, no.
0: i mean don't go wrong every now and again you you yeah, know, might yeah, you might be required but it certainly shouldn't be a long term solution and and it's why when we do our workouts, we are, we are we're forever kind of re- repeating ourselves on the technique front. Yeah, yeah. And as much as some people might get a bit frustrated by that, because they're like, "Oh, I know how to do that." We need to make sure that well, it, it's something that we believe in. You know, like we we don't want to rush these things. If there's just one person showing up to train with us on a live that's very very new to kettlebells or has not trained with us before. I think it's really important that we do our bit to not just be like, hey, yeah, go on, into swings and and just start swinging away. We want to make sure that we repeat the teaching points. And even during the set, we keep repeating them because I just think it's easy to forget, especially when you're fatiguing and you're just trying to like get the job done because there's 15 seconds of the set left. And sometimes, you know, just that little reminder, you know, glutes 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 yeah, yeah. Jumping, like, oh yeah you know I've yeah, been yeah. I've been lifting too much of my upper body and it's little things like that but but that's our style that's how we do things and that's based on the years and years of experience that we've got in the industry yeah sure you know we could just get you jumping around doing loads of plyometrics and burpees and whatnot and yeah of course your heart rate's going to be through the roof and you're going to be sweating like a good and but long term How good is that for you? You know, how progressive is that? And yeah, fair enough. We we do plyometrics and we do jumps, but it's not the entire workout. No,
1: no, It's not every workout. No, and I was going to say, and it's not, it's certainly not every day. And just on that note, I was going to say, just like we've talked about when you're having those negative thoughts in your life, you know, you wake up and you're like, oh, worst case scenario. And we've mentioned this on previous podcasts, negative thoughts are addictive and you get into like a default mode where you just repeat them over and over again. And the way out of that situation is like developing that awareness listen to your thoughts but it's the same with training and I very quickly slipped into like my default mode of like it's not hard enough it's not hard enough I need to sweat more I need to sweat more almost kind of like whoa this is this is that demon within me that's just been woken up a little bit and it's a, it's a bit of a joke in terms of when we train with everyone online because it'll it will just rear its head every now and then yeah. i like, come on another minute you know yeah. I can do this and, and a I think shot. and there's a, there's, a, there's a time to have that. But this is when, like you, I was like, have a word with yourself because this has got me in trouble before. But also, where does that come from? And it's a really interesting place because it's almost, I'll go for that intensity side of things, as, mm. as like you said, an, a, an escape and a release. Whereas when I'm being really sensible and logical about the process, I'll, I'll really enjoy spending a day kind of like assessing something like you know, doing some MOGA, assessing my biomechanics and thinking, oh, why is that hurting me here? Oh, it's because I've got that imbalance. I need to work on that. And you're almost like a little project when you yeah. properly think about longevity of movement and health and, and why you do it and your physiology. We have to move. You want to be moving right into, you know, your final days. And and that's kind of how I like, take my head there. And I'm like, come on. So you need to think about pain-free movement and, mm. and do your rehab and do your stretches, do your exercises. And I don't, I used to, Find them really boring, whereas now, to be honest, like I've just factored them into movement breaks across the day. Yeah, yeah. But I also go if you if you want to take part with the you know with everyone on Saturday, you want to join in that that session, then do these stretches, yeah. do this stability, strengthen your glutes which are weak, and and do those things. And that's how I kind of motivate myself. And then in the workouts, when I can feel the demon yeah. coming, sometimes I'll go like, come on, let's just go with it. But most mm. of the time, I'm like, no, 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 leave them in the tank. Yeah, and, and leave this workout feeling really good. But I think if you are out there and always getting frustrated, I I always remember in class when you try and explain something, I'd be getting really frustrated with, oh, we should stop talking, I just want to get going. just get on with it. Yeah, and now I look back and think, but that's how I ended up injured and exhausted. I was not interested in learning and progressing. And I think it was more when I started having personal trainers and got educated but if i'm really honest it was i had to be injured to really truly understand yeah. that process yeah, yeah. and then yeah, you go, have to go
0: there sometimes don't you? and
1: stop exercising altogether for for a little while and really have a good look at myself and, and conversation with myself about okay you've, you've definitely got addicted to this you're using it now to kind of block out other elements of, of life mm. and i was really lucky to work with you and some other trainers who helped me with kind of rehabbing and Got me in the gym and I, even when you got in the gym I'd be looking at everyone on the treadmills going I just want to be doing balls on the treadmill like yeah. and I'd be just Almost. sat there with some bands doing some rows going and I remember once losing it with you you might remember this workout you were getting me to do a really slow kind of like retraction session this is when I'd injured my shoulder and I already had runners knees so I'd wiped out my legs yeah. and you said come into the gym and I'm going to show you what you can do hmm. and I turned up in a really bad mood and I was like oh, what can I do then? like literally everything's broken now, my like yeah. shoulder and knees. And you did this whole session just so doing... yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but you did a whole session with me doing hamstring strengthening and retraction, like rowing and bands and everything, and, and they're all slow and controlled, and even like planks, like rowing cables and stuff. It was really creative what you did, but it was also completely restorative and rehabbing my injuries and my yeah. balances in my muscles. And at the end of it, someone came over and said, you look really fresh at the moment and really strong i was just watching your session with matt it was another trainer and i always remember to this day like i i, I was looking better for resting and yeah yeah and and ultimately you come back stronger from putting yeah. all of that rehab stuff in and, and correcting your posture and those kind of muscular imbalances left and right you know posterior anterior whatever it might well, also be also
0: as well it's, it's very rewarding when you do kind of focus on the can do's yeah yeah because you know in, injuries do get you into that mindset of I can't,
1: can't do anything. this can't yeah, do yeah. that
0: and that's only because you can't do at the, the moment you can't do what it is you want to do yeah, yeah. be it running be it crossfit whatever it I was may gonna say, be
1: part of your part of your tribe that's really hard to accept exactly going yeah. go on your own and
0: whereas i think like you said being able to adapt and flip it on its head and go right do you know what it's only one joint that's injured i've got many other joints in the body yeah, fair enough. I can't quite do what I want to do right now, but what can I do? Yeah. What's on my can do list? And we've said this before like, when you st- it's quite good fun when you go through. I always say to people, go through different exercises, and like, you're like, did that hurt? No, great. That's on my can do list. Yeah, yeah. Did it hurt? Yeah, it did. Okay, I'll leave that for now and I'll yeah, come yeah. back to it. Yeah. But I guarantee you, most people, their can do list will far outweigh their can't do list. Yeah, and then yeah. you can start to put some workouts together based on that safe in the knowledge that you're not hurting yourself yeah. and keep uh, reminding yourself that that injury is healing all the while you're doing that other stuff it's restorative it's beneficial it's healing that injury and soon yeah. you'll be back doing what you're doing
1: and even like when you you train online with with a group already yeah. and many people are doing like the first 10 minutes is kind of like hit you could just do three or four of your rehab exercises, really slow and controlled, or some MOGA. So you just continue that warm up for an extra mm. 10 minutes, which is probably what you need, and then join in the strength element. Or again, like you said, once you've written that list out, I can do these upper body, do these lower body, and I can do, these are my really like, you know, band work is gonna help me with a yeah. shoulder injury. Then when the person outlines the workout, just sub in. So if you're out for press ups, which is often really common with a shoulder injury, that's how most people actually screw themselves is just too many press ups, not done with correct form then you would add in maybe your rows instead. That's what you got me to do. And I actually then ended up joining into some group exercise classes that we were running. But when everyone else started doing, uh, for example, goblet squats, my knees wouldn't have it. So I would do uh, Romanian deadlifts instead mm. because I needed to strengthen my glutes and hamstrings. Yeah. But I was in the class and I was enjoying the sweat, but I was just doing a different exercise. And
0: you are still with your crew, you're yeah. still with your, your squad, your tribe.
1: Yeah, so I so was part of that kind of energy and motivation. So I think once you've got that list, And what I would say is check in if your injuries are getting kind of building, do try and check in with someone. Loads of people are now doing kind of like online assessments, be it osteos, physios, exercise professionals, functional movement screening, that type of stuff. Um, And as I said, we're doing technique workshops to show people where should you feel a kettlebell swing? It's not a squat. Yeah. (laughs) You shouldn't feel it in your back. You know, it's in the hamstrings and the glutes.
0: The the idea with those workshops as well is to give people those verbal cues that, obviously in a nice controlled environment when it's a workshop rather than a workout it's much more controlled it's not about intensity or, or weight it's about technique but the idea is is they then take that away with them so when it comes to a workout and that exercise is in there be it a swing be it an rdl aka romanian deadlift they can repeat those verbal cues to themselves and be like right you know,
1: yeah, do this, do, do that.
0: that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, wow, I feel that so much better now and it becomes more efficient and they feel it in the right places. But you said something earlier, just to kind of come back to it um about the, the MOGA and the mobility and things like that. And saying about looking ahead, if you will, like, because let's be honest, mobility, don't wrong, I enjoy my mobility work. Yeah, I don't enjoy it as much as training because, no, no. you know, I love training. But at the same time, it's part of my training now. So, and and this is something that we try and get people to do. So whilst at the moment, our current training schedule is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday are kind of the, the more intense kettlebell or dumbbell-based full-body sessions. But then Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday are the restorative days. Yoga, MOGA, mobility. But they are part of our training schedule. Yeah. And a lot of people... When they plan a training routine, they don't necessarily factor those kind of things in. No. It's just like, oh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever it may be.
1: The classic is five days on, one day off. Like, yeah. That's what I see a lot in, or, in, in, or, in people that are into fitness. I'm yeah.
0: like, or, but but whatever it may yeah, be, yeah. they only tend to schedule in the actual Intense the, the, the more intense sessions, yeah, yeah, yeah. the more challenging sessions, and the other days are just seen as rest days. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I might do a bit of this or I might do a bit of that. Whereas it should be factored in. It should be it shouldn't just be a rest day. It should be today's mobility, today's MOGA or yoga, yeah, yeah. today's uh, a nice big walk. Yeah, you know, but actually write it down as yeah, part yeah. of your and we, schedule. We don't just like, don't just put rest day.
1: I say treat walking like running. It it drives me nuts when people. Just don't give walking. And we've said it so many times now, the, the status that it deserves because when I go for a so walk it's like I get up and do the same routine as if I was going for a run. Yeah. So, you know, I might do a playlist, I get my gear on, I get like have a coffee. Yeah, have a coffee. It's Got to exactly have a coffee. the same. And it's the same time that I dedicate to it. So I might run for forty minutes and I'll usually walk for an it's actually more, mm. I'll walk for an hour. And I'll get a pace on, it'll be brisk. I'm not like faffing around and it's and it offers me the same if not I, I argue i offer i think it offers me more because it's low impact and i think another yeah. mistake that i've seen it's the final point i want to make is anyone just kind of building up their fitness or getting into it injuries really scupper you on that journey if you're yeah. if you're lacking motivation you're not really feel it takes a while to feel the benefit it takes a while to make it part of your routine if you go out there hell for leather and especially do impact work so many people jump on to kind of like running and things like that because it's it does give you you know the endorphins it's popular it's kind of you know billed as the weight loss you know for weight yeah, loss yeah. the best form of exercise it's not and i think it's easy to think same thing for you join a workout and it's burpees and it's, it's jump squats those types of things i would say you know just start showing up first of all mm and moving and if that's more of a mobility if that's more about walking if that's more about doing bodyweight versions of strength workouts just show up take part and just build yourself in really slowly and don't risk injury and don't risk fatigue and actually taking it too far because as i said once we see people get injured and we've had lots of clients do this when they've just gone you know couch to 5k is a great kind of tool for people but if you get a knee injury then you're kind of written off from a lot of other stuff as well. Yeah. And there's no harm in following that routine, but walking it for for a couple of weeks. Exactly. I'm a big fan of that.
0: And, you know, we often joke that, you know, sometimes when you pull a big workout out of the bag, you know, we're always like, oh, it's it's good for the soul. It's soul nourishing. Yeah. yeah. And it is sometimes, you know, it's it's quite rewarding to know that you really give it some. But for me, on the complete flip side of that, I think walking is so good for the soul because it just has, for me, walking has such a positive impact on my, on my mental health, my mindset, and you know, we went for a walk on Sunday morning, didn't we? And gosh, it was the probably the loveliest walk I've ever had. We just we just walked together. We
1: oh, do you know what, this, We walked
0: for ages, and we just had such a lovely chat, didn't we? Do you
1: know what, this is really nice, and I, I I nearly did a post about this on, online. So to interrupt you, but we were supposed to be teaching that morning, and our internet had gone down, and I felt so guilty. I was like, no, yeah. no, we, we we said we were going to do a class, but we go for a big long walk. But at the very end of the walk, there's a big duck pond near our house that's privately owned. So it's surrounded by this beautiful kind of, basically it's all gone wild. And I said to Matt, i like to just come and stand here and listen to the ducks. And you can also hear the, there's kind of a waterfall nearby and you can hear the water. And I said, sometimes I just stand here and just watch and just take it all in. It's like my little version of spring watch, you know, just yeah, kind of yeah.
0: like
1: watch nature in action. And then a couple came along and... Um, uh, that obviously owned some of the land. So they had a key to the gate to go in and they were taking some croissants and coffee yeah. and to go and sit by the, the duck pond. And you said to me at that point in time, I used to have this vision when I was young. And when we first met, you talk about this vision to me that I wanted to have these grand plans of what car I wanted to have, what I wanted to own and businesses. And mm. you know, you, you were like, I'm going to have a chain of coffee shops and hotels. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I used to oh, laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then you looked at that couple and you were like, That's my vision now. Just coffee and a croissant with you in the sun, listening to ducks is like.
0: We're not uh, a care in the world. Or to
1: happen. Yeah, we're not a care in the world. That's my vision. And it it was really nice, actually. And an SD Martin. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> and we looked down and Hamish had just kind of like decided to lie down which he never does on a that, walk that was, and he looked really chilled that was the,
0: the for me that was the I was. In, I in had such a moment then because normally if we stop on a walk he gets really impatient doesn't yeah, he he yeah. starts whining and just say come on like yeah. what are we hanging about for but it was almost like he sensed the calmness it sounds really cheesy but we were just there both with our elbows lent on the fence just talking it's not you know, cheesy
1: if, if I'm upset I know, I know. and irritated how does that make you feel
0: no no yeah of course
1: like it transfers over and we, we no, will no. do a podcast on this but we yeah. took hamish to a holistic vet and the first thing she said is you do know he's always taking on your energy yeah and and we we looked at each other and we we're like we know because whenever we argue or change our voice or shout or I anything he, he starts yeah. pacing and circles he comes in he hugs you he yeah. literally headbutts you and he,
0: he's like he's almost like a therapy doc yeah, but yeah. Doesn't, even need to, doesn't need to be trained to be a therapy dog. It's like he just is, you know what I mean? He knows how to make us feel better immediately, doesn't he?
1: But you know how I think people have, um, like, degrees of empathy? Hmm. I think it's the same with dogs. Of course. Definitely. And he's very empathetic. I think he's very yeah. kind of in tune with both of us and just picks up. Oh,
0: absolutely he is. He's currently dreaming oh, and just dreaming. started growling
1: That's in his sleep.
0: <laughs> but, 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 yeah, like that for me was it was just such an amazing moment because it was like he... He was totally in the moment with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were there. We were calm. We were happy. We were just had such a lovely talk. <laughs> it
1: was the smell of coffee and croissants and he, that did it for he you. Was just, he was just, yeah.
0: <laughs> he was, but he was just laying there on the floor in the sun and we were both like, he never does this. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, he totally picked up on it. And yeah, it was, it was just lovely. And funnily enough, that morning, you... Like I said, originally you felt guilty because we couldn't do the live workout because of our internet. Whereas I'm like, Keres, it is what it is. You know, we've showed up every (laughs) day, you know, (laughs) just let it go, like move on. But then you were also going to go for a run, weren't you originally? And I was going to walk on my own. And then I kind of was like, no, come on, come for a walk with me. You know, let's walk together. It's Sunday type thing. And. And you eventually kind of got your head around it, but you were like, "Gosh, I was so glad that I did because it was just what I needed." Yeah, totally. So, yeah. In fact, you
1: challenged yeah. me halfway. Went, you went, let's run. And I was like, "All right, then." And we did about four you, footsteps. I don't four.
0: One, one and a half. And you were like, "No." Nah. I <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That was amazing." <laughs> that was a, that was the quickest quickest change of mind I've ever seen. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, don't don't just look at walking as exercise. You know. Or, should I say, as exercise of the body? Think of it as exercise of the mind, your mental health, and your clarity. You know, if you can walk with someone, you know, for me, even better. I, you just know, stopped I, actually... I love my walks with you and yeah, our conversations. Yeah. We and have for, kind of. We gain so much clarity there. And, you yeah, sometimes we wish, in fact, we've said this before, we almost wish we could record our conversations sometimes because we're like, this is great content. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. so much honesty here. I mean, we're always honest anyway, but it's just a nice organic conversation. Um, so-
1: something I did this week actually is um, I've met a couple of friends again for a socially distance walk, but we've met at the same time. So we've met really early, six o'clock, and we've gone for kind of, we end up always doing two hours because we have so much to talk about now. But that's felt amazing to come back for breakfast and, and know that we've kind of done two hours of walking but also it is medicinal how we feel mm. like oh, after, and we we all say that of when course. we get back but many of them are kind of homeschooling and stuff so it's it sets them up for the day as well Absolutely. like they've gone out and so and it's just lovely being out at that time and I just think I'd love to continue this in the winter if, we, if you can I'm not sure we'd go as early but yeah I know
0: that would uh yeah
1: be impressive I have
0: to, I have to I might have to invest in a new jacket
1: yeah <laughs> But, guys, I hope
0: you enjoyed that. Uh, good chat, Caris. Yeah, yeah good chat. Uh, big, big love to you all. Uh, we're here to help in any way we can. So, as always, please reach out with any questions whatsoever. Hit us up, info at fitterfood.com or catch us on social media, fitfood on all channels. And if you did enjoy today's episode, please do share it with anyone else you think would like to have a listen. And if you haven't left a review yet, what are you waiting for? let us know what you think the the podcast and that we can take constructive criticism can't we yeah you know we, we, we just want you to be honest that's the most important thing but guys have a great day wherever you are in the world and we'll see you in episode 150
1: bye bye see ya